Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We're going to talk to her about healing, healing the physical body. We talk about the mental body and the spiritual, but you know what? As you get older, those joints get tight. Uh, You lose elasticity. I know the other day I did a yoga class, just my own made-up yoga class and some music, and, and I felt wonderful. But it's how you need to be consistent. You are a woman of, uh, you know, you recovered from brain tumor, didn't you, when you were in college? I did. I did. Yes. I had surgery actually twice, just three years ago again. So. Jennifer, welcome. Well, thank you. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm good today. I'm good today. Glad to see you. Nice to see you. You look well. Thank you. Yeah. You do too. Thank you. What you been doing today so far? Oh, I just finished teaching a class. Oh, what'd you teach it on? I taught it on the face, the jaw, and the tongue to release the neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? The face? The Okay, the face, the jaw. Well, you know what? Uh, that's perfect for a couple of reasons. I was thinking something perverted at first, but... You did that last time. You know that, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, that was something different. Okay. It, what did was I do? Healthy joint. it was the healthy joints that you made the joke on. Uh, right, right. Because anyway. you know, I, I like to feel good. Hell. But yeah. I had TMJ. Oh my God. I didn't think I would ever be right again. Yeah. And, and that I had a woman on my show. Her name is Sandy. She's a sound uh, healer. And I just let go of all my tension, my anxiety. I trusted in the sound. And I tell you, it shifted. And I was, ooh, I was jacked up like a soup sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, did it stay quite a bit? I haven't had a bat. Wow. I have not had a bat. Yeah. And and I was just like, she said, well, let's try this. And I said, okay. I sat here for about 45 minutes, you know, and just really let my mind go and focus and breathe in that area. You know, so you're going to share with us a little bit about that experience. And what is the NLP? What's the conversation that you're having in your your head now that keeps you focused and keeps you on the right trajectory and you help people with distant healing? So Brains, you don't have to be right there in the room. She's got a skeleton in there. She can just point out what you need and send you some love vibrations and get you in that mood. She's going to get us in the mood right now. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome. April, thank you. Good to see you. Good to be seen. That's what I say. Yes, I've got my teacher and my co-teacher in the background. Yeah. What's your co-teacher's name? Freddie. Freddie? I like to name my stuff too. I name my car and, you know, I like that, you know, because then it gives it a personality. That energy actually picks up and resonates. Everything brains has energy down to this pencil on my desk. Everything. I talk to my plants talk to your animals, you talk to your subconscious mind. Who are you talking to these days? Who's your ideal client? My ideal client are people who are looking to stay younger, to 
basically avoid, well, not avoid the aging process, but to age gracefully. You know, there's this myth that we are going to have to be in pain and stiff when we get old and there's nothing we can do about it. And, uh, and there is, and I can teach people how to uh, stay youthful and age gracefully so that they, they still feel young. But you know what, there's, uh, it was effortless back then, you know, just running and going and being at the club till the lights came on, you know, walking to the store, all those things were different. When you become a particular age, you got to put the effort behind the brains. You ain't got a damn thing else to do. You retire. <laughs> you have to make a routine. Yes. To keep the, that body. It's not a one-time thing. It's like it's a, a gym every week doing a yoga class. I, I think of what I do as a great precursor to yoga to help enhance the awareness and to help release any struggles that you're feeling in a yoga class. If you're not getting the twist just right. I can you know what I found, and, and this is yoga is preparation for meditation. Firstly, okay, so you are connecting with the breath, the energy source, and the movement of the body. If you breathe into that and relax in anything that you do, it's the breath work. It is the breath work. I do believe the skeletory, the mental, the respiratory, the elimination. It, all of that has to do with your breathing. And so um, do you coach a lot of breathing techniques in your modality? And explain to us exactly what your modality is. Right. So I, I, I'm a movement specialist based on the work of Dr. Feldenkrais. And what I do is I teach people how to move like a child again. We go from the building blocks of movement, very gentle movements to start that build up into bigger movements to help us function more. And uh, yes, breath is included. I don't teach a proper way to breathe. I teach multiple options of breathing. And our brain is intelligent. Our nervous system is intelligent enough that once we provide the options of breathing or even moving, our brain chooses what's best for us in any given moment. Mm -hmm. so having yeah, a like with, repertoire of movement. So like when you're gasping for air, it tells you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or when you're just exasperated and tired, you take that long exhale. Mm -hmm. Okay. Motions or bending over or reaching up. When do you inhale? When do you exhale? We practice those in, in okay. slow time. So that when you're having to react quickly, all of that is there ready for you to just function optimally. Now, how is this parallel or in contrast to physical therapy? For the most part, it's a more gentle approach. So a lot of my clients who come from physical therapy come to me and say, wow, I feel better without having to go through the pain. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a less pain, more gain approach. Okay. If All you're right. having pain, I want to find a different way to do it so that we can get you doing what you want without the pain. I'm not going to reinforce a pain pattern to help you feel better. That's, that's counterintuitive. Uh, yeah, I know. Cause I know I've come from Pete. I've come from uh, physical therapy and they get stingy now they used to give you the electrolysis and a little heat you got to go home and do that yourself okay. uh, but it is it, it's kind of grueling and it's a turnoff it doesn't encourage you to do it but if I find two or three things I'll do that the rest of my life and I, I try to change my movement I don't try to always do stretches I try to move all the different bodies all the different parts of the body do you deal with the fascia I deal with the fascia because it's all connected. That's my okay. best answer for that one. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So when I'm doing hands-on work, certainly I, my gentle approach gets that fascia softened up and reconnected through the whole body. But our movements, the movements I teach people are so gentle and precise to start with that, yes, it does invite that fascia to loosen even without having to be touched. Okay, well, give us a demonstration. In between you and Fred, stand over there and just give me like a gentle movement that I could practice, two or three that my brains could practice in the comfort of their own home. Sure. So a great one for shoulders, which is a common thing. How's this for my lineup here? We are about to have a demonstration. Jennifer is going to show us some gentle movements that we can incorporate in our everyday life to uh, be more flexible, to breathe better, and stress less. Take the floor, Je uh, Jennifer. This is one of my favorites for people with shoulder pain. Now, I always adapt these movements for people to do comfortably. Some people can't have their hands out to their sides, but if you can, with gentle fists, it's just a movement of turning your fists up towards the ceiling, the palms in the direction of the ceiling, and then towards the floor. And what this does is it gets your shoulder blades moving. That is it, just like that. You got it, yep. Just like this. Like when you're putting the screws to somebody's brains. <laughs> yeah, think Frankenstein. And then I'm gonna reach out to the side and look at the fist as it turns upward. Oh, I felt my neck pop. And if you aren't comfortable with your arms out here, they could even be all the way down at your side as you do this sort of turning. So you would still be turning your arms, but okay. it could be, you know, down at your side. Some people and Braze, what I want you to know is that I'm doing this seated. So you are still in, able to incorporate these movements in a seated position. So don't think just because you're sitting at your desk that you can't do some of these exercises. That's right. Or laying down in bed before you fall asleep. Nice and gentle. If you're feeling strain and pain, go less. It can be this big. It doesn't need to be this big. Well, let me tell you something. When I'm doing it this big, I feel it in different muscles. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's tighter. How many muscles do, do they say we have in the body? We got like a gazillion of We do. We have hundreds of muscles. Wow. And 206 bones and all of that i teach people how to incorporate all of that into everything they do so we're using our whole self for everything we do to move the most efficiently and, and let me ask the question i'm doing this and as i stretched i felt a pop mm -hmm. which felt really good you know it was it was a strainer thing but why do our bones creak is is it the joints there? Because sometimes I wake up and I just feel like a box of Rice Krispies. <laughs> uh, right, right. Gosh, you know, there's so many reasons. Before I, before I tell you, though, so the next thing would be to look towards the hand that's going down instead of the one that's going up. And you'll feel a little bit of a difference in your chest and the organization through your head, maybe, as you do that, compared to when you're looking at the palm that was going up. That helps to reorganize through the shoulder blades and the lower neck. So yeah, the creaking, there's so many different things. You know, there's uh, the fascia can be kind of, the Rice crispy sound can be fascia crinkling and popping. Um, air in the joints can make noise. Oh, okay, um, all right. Because I just wondered like, okay, do I need a, a take more fish oil so I'm lubricated? I drink plenty of water, so I'm hydrated. You know, I love water. That's that's not an issue for me. 
But, you know, that's what people, um, I get back and forth. When you're doing these type of things, these type of exercises and stretching your muscles, people say be hydrated, but water holds weight as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, how much water are you retaining versus you're eliminating, but you want to stay well hydrated. Uh, how about distant healing? So the distance healing is getting into a, a cellular level as well. So I'm a facilitator to healing. I, I don't heal people, but I help them connect with their body, their own body through my guidance so that they can power up their own healing, which is what I do with my movement work too. Okay. The innate sense the innate ability of humans to heal themselves that I help them tap into. So from a distance, I, I will put my hands on people. I, people tell me I, I can feel you. And that's the whole point. I say, where do you need support? They ask for support at their rib cage. Mm. My hands there, I ask them, do you feel me? And we go from there and People have had profound shifts from not feeling pain anymore to having better posture. They've, I've had clients who have worked with me in person. We do distance healing. They feel similar results to feeling better posture as if I'm there holding them up effortlessly. And emotions, emotions can be processed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's go back a little bit to your story. I recall you telling me that you had a brain tumor in college. Could you share that with my brains? I did. Yeah. You know, I was studying Western medicine. I wanted to be a brain surgeon, oddly enough. Wow. And there I was with this brain tumor. Um, but anyway, through the process of all of that, I decided actually I'm really not into Western medicine as much anymore. I, I just didn't like the, the being pushed through the, you know, process of not really getting a lot of time with your provider. And I wanted something alternative to uh, help me not have to go through this again as far as uh, the system when I became a professional. So I found the alternative health of this movement specialty that I just did a little demo on the Feldenkrais method. And when I got diagnosed with my second tumor, I thought, well, wait a second, something's missing here. I got my bones moving great, my body's moving great, but my brain, my cells aren't, aren't great. And I, I, I knew all about the meditation and how we can use thoughts to heal ourselves and ran into, or I came across a neuro-linguistic programming teacher who gave me support through my second surgery and helped me to just come to being, feeling safe and ready to go through the process. So even that was great help. And after the surgery, we worked on positive thinking, affirmations, working with my unconscious, making um, my health the priority and just communicating. So you got an opportunity. You got an opportunity to reprogram. I reprogrammed and the distance healing did the same thing. My surgical pain finally went away. All of this swelling that was still going on, it drained away with the distance healing. Somebody from Michigan was holding my head for me while I'm here in Washington. And wow. later that day, it was all just draining out. And wow. That's I can incredible. do that myself now. I, I, my, the cool thing about the techniques I do is that I can do them for myself now. I, I still love to work with a practitioner one-on-one -on -one and get that extra boost, but I have the tools to do it myself and teach people the same thing. So that's the great thing. And when you're feeling good in your bones and in your body and in your head, that 
spills over to every aspect of your life. You are a mother and wife. Going through all of this healing process, what was it that you learned about yourself? I learned that, uh, what, well, I learned to slow down mm. and to give myself the time to heal. I gave myself the permission to heal. And, and in doing so, I was able to give myself more to people, to my loved ones, my family, to my clients. You know, I, I, I gave myself the time to really get to my full strength of then being available for other people, but also continuing to honor myself and my needs. Right, right. It was a great balance that came about. Mm -hmm. So Jennifer, tell us some of the fun things you're doing when you're not you know, untangling everybody. <laughs> right, right. I love to hike. I love nature. I, I just love to go sit by a stream on a hot rock. Mm, <laughs> and, and look at the beautiful. sky. And, um, yeah. Do you garden at all? I see you got a pretty plant back there. Do you do flowers or vegetables? Flowers. I've been having a hard time with my vegetables these last couple of years with the weird weather we're having. Well, I had a, a bout with a squirrel. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> he came over from the park let me tell you he would make himself a full-on salad he had lettuce he'd have some strawberries and, and some tomatoes with a little basil i was like you don't have to pay rent here fella so i had my husband go get a cage and catch him i oh, wouldn't yeah. kill him i told him we was down south i said you would have been on the grill <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're rich we have so many squirrels here we're charging them rent we're rich now just from all yeah. those squirrels. it's just it's just crazy so if you had three wishes, Jennifer, just random wishes, what would they be? Random wishes. I my, Well, my first wish for myself is to have the healthiest brain cells and in my whole body, just every cell working optimally. And I tell myself this every day. I just say it every day. That's beautiful. And uh, Do you think that you could uh, would be happy living to like 120 years old? What do you think? If I feel like I do now. <laughs> really? I will. Exactly. 120, 120. Hmm. I haven't quite thought about that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought about that the other day uh, because I remember when my mother was transitioning and I was, I asked her, I said, my mom said, how is it being 90? She said, it's the pits. I said, it's the pits. She goes, yeah. She says, I'm tired. And then I said, well, I don't want you to leave me. She said, but imagine if I was the only person left. Or, you know, I look at some of these people that are 110, you know, 115. They have a lot to share, but sometimes it's more about the quality of life than the quantity of life. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And and as I'm thinking about this, you know, the one awesome thing about living to 120 is I would have time to study everything <laughs> that I'd want to study because I just cannot stop going to school and taking classes. That's, you know what that's your life thing I want to go do is the, the breath work and more energy healing training. But that, that's and the just, brain. You're I just a long know, list. It's a big database now and you're just sucking uh, it all in because you have a newfound appreciation for that. And I heal during every part of it and love to share the knowledge with other people to heal from what I learned. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so I cheated you out of your other two wishes. What are they? Oh, my other two wishes. I want to, I, well, speaking of living long enough, I am looking forward to seeing my grandkids graduate. I have four and I just wish them to have the best education and experience in school and be successful. 
So that's a big wish. Think about that one a lot. All right. Uh huh. Number three. Number three is, well, world peace, huh? But, well, <laughs> you know. And then, you know what? And that's all subjective. What is, I know. Oh, yeah, it's greater love, greater love in the world. You know, we need to start thinking about coming from the heart and, and using that L word, the four letter L word. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, all of, and healing and, you know, speaking of all of these trainings that I'm doing in classes, we talk about that, that if we all just come from love and share our loving presence, and we, if we could all get into that, onto that level, the world would be so much better. But see, that's why I believe we're going to ascend somewhere else, because this is like the, you know leveling field because during COVID I just really went deep er inside myself mm -hmm. and it was cool because I loved my house I had no problems I had some food and a little cocktail and Netflix two years and had my brains and my radio show I you know I, I was going through it but in those downtimes when I look at all the people that we lost see people don't talk about that they don't stay for some reason forgotten it was a pandemic a world pandemic we lost what in the United States, maybe a quarter million people. Uh, yeah, it was a bunch. Mm -hmm. And it was the perfect pause because it was time for self-reflection. It was a time for you to know who your kids are because they was in your house and you couldn't get away from them. Who your spouse really is, what vices you have or what things you want to change about yourself. So it was really, really intense. Um, and I think it was one of the best things that could happen if people took it seriously and you know right. you can't forget that you know god gives us memory for a reason so mm -hmm. as we move forward and it brought a lot of love people loved ones together with the new technologies yeah. and uh could you, technologies. could you imagine if we hadn't had a facebook right or, and this platform we're using right now zoom it yeah. is absolutely what is so convenient you can have your pjs on from the waist down right <laughs> so um what's one of your favorite meals what do you like to eat i love my greens and uh, uh, oh, well, girl wait 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 what kind of greens you be eating can you believe it well the other night i had my kale and chard and brussels sprouts with my farro and some hey, wait there's some things i'm not familiar with so let's dial back uh-huh. Uh kale, I struggle with kale because I can't get it, I can't get the consistency. It, it's hard, it's it's coarse. This if is I a put special it, kale that I cannot think of the name. It's this nice soft um fluffy kale. It's not the coarse stuff. I will send okay. you the information. Send me the information, brains. I'm gonna share with you. Okay, and what else did you say you had? And the pharaoh, that's a type of grain. That I just I try to get in as many different varieties of non-gluten things that I can. And okay, so what kind of what do you do with it? Do you steam it? You boil it? You yeah, it's like a rice. It's like a very chewy but uh, bigger grain. Oh really? Okay, easy to digest. Yes. Okay. For me, we're all different. I, I respect everybody's individuality. That's my. Job. I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are some things I don't like. You know, that's like okra. My mother, to the day she died, tried to make me eat okra, and I just couldn't do it. Uh huh. But when she wanted me to prepare it, I would prepare it like a delicacy. Oh, she I have not grain. figured that one out. I don't do okra. Yeah. 
No, now do you do like collard greens or mustard greens or cabbage? Yep. You know how to make some good collard greens? Wow, that's it. And it's so good. It's uh -huh. full of and you know what I love the pot liquor, <laughs> the juice afterwards. Oh, I'll get some cornbread and that'll be you know lunch the next day. It is so. You know good. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it, yeah, it's some good. It's some good eating there. Uh -huh. So, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, Jennifer, what appliance would you be and why? Interesting question. Ha <laughs> ha. Easy answer though. The oven. Or the stove, because I love heat. <laughs> Bring the heat? I love heat. I'd so be the I'd air be fryer. The You'd be the air fryer? How come? Because I don't want it greasy. I want easy cleanup. I want it crispy and juicy. There <laughs> you go. There you go. <laughs> air fryer. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Ha ha. Kind of along the same lines. I want to be a cat so I can, or, or a lizard so I can lounge in the sun. I want to be a, when I'm sitting by that river, I imagine I was a lizard in this, at a past life, just hanging out on this nice sunny rock, hanging out under the blue sky. Wow. A house cat where you can just sit in the window and, you know, get, but with a good owner, of course. I have to be very specific about and what I wish for. I got to, I got to play. Your intention. That's right. Your intention. I'd be a party animal. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All the time. And um, Jennifer, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be, you know, I admire all of the scientists who are in the forefront of figuring out all of this stuff that I've learned. And I just think it'd be so much fun to, I, I'm, I just have this goal of taking all of this stuff I learned and I'm going to name it my own thing after I've pieced this all together and figured out the best way to put it all together and figure out my name for it so that I can be seen as somebody who helps somebody move better, have better energy, have better emotional and social life with whatever method I decide to name myself. It's gonna be just a fabulous set. She helped so many people and was always, you know, cheerful, let's say. And That's right, really that's good. right. I and I- out of hand. I know. And Fred agrees. I love Fred in the background. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you've been here with us. You share some movement with us, movement in more than just the physical way, in the mental way, um, in the relationship way, in the human way. And that's what we want to do. We want to break it down, make it grassroots, make it easy, make it comfortable, you know, like sitting on a rock by a river. That's right. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Jennifer. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you if you have any current promotions a book offering. What are you doing in the world that they need to know about? My program is called Balance in Motion. It's a whole body approach. It's an online program. You can find out all about it on Jennifer at motionfreedom.com if you want to email me directly. Otherwise, my website is motionfreedom.com. Motionfreedom.com. Brains, I'm going to put that at the back of the interview. I'm going to run this over and over again. Get up and just stretch. And after you catch those couple breaths, then you go on to Jennifer's website and get more detailed instruction. And then you give her a call and you become her client. And sign up for my class, Friday class. Every week I teach a class for an hour if you want to know more about what I do. Wow. Okay. Couldn't get no better than that, Brains. 
want you to go in, like, love, share, and subscribe, please. Like, love, share, and subscribe to me and Jennifer. Leave us a comment. Uh, leave us a happy face. Talk to you soon, brains. Bye, Jennifer. Bye-bye, April.